tip. Good afternoon. It is June 27th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Steel O'Neill is in the news. He said on his podcast he wants the Orlando Magic. He, of course, was drafted by them, and the DeVos family has not said anything about looking to sell. There is no sort of... Uh, need for them to, to sell as uh you know had a little situation not too long ago but he said i got the money we will take care of it we will take this franchise to the next level do you think that shack a shack ownership group could take the magic to the next level i don't think it's a problem of money or or you know credentials or or name attached to it i mean i, I feel like a lot of people when they're trying to acquire these it's it's not just money. It's not just the investment of it. It's, you got to be the right fit, and I, and I like that to some degree. The league has been, at least the NBA has been, very specific on who. It's not that who they can and can't do. It's just that it's not easy to do. And I like the people that they they they've let in so far. Uh, I thought the Minnesota deal was a little weird. You know, A Rod getting involved over there, and then KG not really being able to get involved at all. I think Shaq has a little bit more leverage. Uh, it's. It's it's kind of kind of weird though that he's he's going back to Orlando. Like, does Orlando still like Shaq? Like, Orlando, we're we're on good terms now. I mean, sorry, I left you and then won a whole bunch of championships everywhere else but here. I didn't even come back to retire here. But I really love Florida. Is really what I'm hearing right now. And there's no way they're ever going to sell me the Lakers. So this is the next best thing, right? This, this is if you're Shaq, that that's that's kind of how we end up where we're at right now. Now. The there's, news there's of it. Only, co- there's only 30 teams. It's very exclusive, and that's kind of the cool part of uh, buying a team is you don't have to care what the fans think anymore because you're in charge. You put the big old money, the billions of dollars down on the table, and now you're in charge. Like it'd be great. I love Shaq. I think he's a good ambassador for the league. Is he still allowed to do TNT stuff in in this situation, or are we losing him to that? I, there is going to be a sad day where. Kenny and Chuck or one one of the two or both of them or all of them, EJ included, Ernie Johnson, are not going to do the show anymore. And it's going to be a sad day. I don't know when that comes, but I, I just wonder why is he – he's always looking for other business ventures, but this sounds like a little bit more serious of a venture than he normally goes after. This isn't just a commercial. This isn't just a, a sponsored buy or an ad he fills in for. I, it's It's a big deal. Now, do you think the news of them drafting – somebody of recent has has anything to do with it i don't know if you heard but orlando had the number one overall pick and apparently nobody in the world including orlando actually knew who they were going to take with the number one pick until the pick was actually in drama center over there in orlando do you think there's any advantage let me ask you this you you could play a little nba owner do you think there's any advantage to i don't know maybe not working out a guy and then drafting him this seems to go into one of those categories of I wish there was uh, some sort of you know, moratorium or, you know, there's like a time capsule or something. And then it's like, okay, we can't really know what happens now, but in 10 years, in 20 years, you know, every year there'd be, hey, you know what happened here? This is what happened. Because it makes no sense for Orlando as having the number one pick. You get to pick anybody you want. So you, I would imagine, are going to work out, you know, as many guys. There were I, I, all along – Pretty much since maybe not quite midway through the uh, college basketball season, but definitely by March, it was the three guys up at the top. So I, going into the draft, just assumed all three teams at the top had all, they, you know, had those guys work out. I mean, I don't know how much uh, 
know, workout really goes beyond the – you see him play, but I, I have to imagine there's something. But, you know, the Celtics brought in Fultz. They clearly saw something or heard something. I, I don't know what, but said, Mm-mm, well, no, no, we are not doing this. So I could see if you were the second or the third and not working out a guy thinking, okay, you know, if we lay low on this guy, there's a chance maybe we'll be able to trade or, you know, there's some sort of situation going on. So I think I, I got to imagine Orlando had some sort of plan and thought, Hey, if we're not working them out, you know, if uh, OKC thinks like we're getting checked, maybe they'll offer us uh, some picks. We'll be able to swap. We'll be able to, to, to win here. But the way it came out afterwards to find out that uh, Paulo had not worked out for Orlando, it just was was baffling. I it wasn't obvious either. I, I I almost expected to hear something from him being like, "Well, I didn't want to go work out," but he didn't say that either. So it really sounds like it was Orlando voluntarily just not working him out and either just being that content with this is the guy we just kind of worked out everyone else to play mind games with everyone else but I didn't understand the advantage of it because when you're in the number one pick I would just work out the top 12 guys because if I end up falling in love with a guy at 10 I'm gonna move out of the number one pick I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the other guy or if, or if I really like the guy at three like Boston did now it's not easy to do but you you're the number one pick you have all of the leverage you you control everything if if, if, if the other team really wants chat at number two well, guess what? I'm I'm gonna just let the world know that I think I'm taking Chat at number one, and if they want him, they gotta call me. Like this seems like the opposite of that. It, it's almost like Orlando thought they had the third pick, and then found out the night of. Oh, wait a minute, we we have the first pick. We should have worked this guy out. He's clearly the best guy. We think. I don't know if it was a flip flop. Also, of you know, I mean, we flip flopped just on the podcast here. I can't imagine this being a real deal thing where you actually got to make a decision and draft one of these guys. I think you'd be pretty content with arguably the top four you said three I think there's a top four here and then the worst part about the fourth pick of the Ivy over there that I, that he doesn't even go to Sacramento it happened I, I got my I got my dream man I <laughs> I, it, I, I prayed for him I, I swear I, I was gonna feel so bad because I, I do think I think especially early on I think Ivy is just gonna come out the gate as a premier guy above everyone else and I'm not saying no one else in the draft has a higher peak I think they do have higher ceilings but I think right out of the gate, Ivy is going to be an impact, and I love that he went to Detroit. I think Detroit had the best draft of anyone. I think they have improved the most from last year to the upcoming year, and that that says something. You know, you get the number one pick last year. They're able to get Ivy at five, which is crazy. Like, if you told them that, there's no way they thought they were going to end up with this. I, I guarantee there was a best-case scenario, and that this was it, and it happened. Uh, I love the Dern trade later. They get a little involved with some of the Knicks deals. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I think Detroit had the best draft uh did you did you want to counter with someone else or do you want to continue to make fun of Orlando well it's not so much to to make fun of them it's just it's just bizarre and like I said I wish there was just you know there was some amount of time in the future to find out hey what what happened here you 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 must have had some sort of plan I I can't imagine it's just like we really didn't know until right beforehand but it kind of seems like that might be the case because the betting markets were all over the place. And then it was minus 10,000 for uh, Jabari to be the, the number one pick at 10 o'clock in the morning before then it, you know, whittled, whittled down, whittled down until kind of like right beforehand where, uh, you know, it flipped. But Woj came out and said, this is the order. 
and he was wrong, and he's not wrong very often. So I don't think he just makes things up. So somebody that he really trusted told him, hey, this is how it's going to be, and it was not. It was not that. Now, with the draft being complete now and everybody, including me, having all these dream destinations for all the players, being like, well, this guy's great, but if he could only just go here, I kind of like the home where everyone went. Now, I think the Kings are crazy. There's nothing that'll ever make sense to Dude, me. Why did they not trade out of that? I have no idea why they didn't trade all out. All I'm of it. hearing after after the Pistons drafted Ivy was all these other teams that were behind them that were looking most prominently the Knicks saying, you know, can can we get a you know can we get put something together? So if the Kings didn't want them, couldn't they they have done the you know like the reverse of Orlando of worked out Ivy three times and you know leaked out there like oh we love him we love this guy we love him. When really, you know, you didn't. You're you're fine getting Keegan Murray, and you could have had somebody else trade up, and you could have got your guy and got draft assets. It's really unfair because I I do think Keegan Murray will be a good fit in Sacramento, which is a really weird thing to say. I I, I don't know how, what that team is or what they're what they're building. They're they're this terrible like they're really aiming for an eight seed. They're not aiming for anything much more than that. But it's just frustrating that I think the assessment of Keegan Murray is always going to be well, he went top five. And the reality is he probably should have been out outside of that. And I, I, it's fine. I, I think he's a nice player. I'm just happy Ivy went to Detroit and not Sacramento. And I think Keegan Murray is a way better fit for, for Sacramento. But you, you don't really like what your team drafts for fit, though, right? you got to take the best player available. Why, like, why, why wouldn't you do that? And, and if you're Sacramento, I feel like you've only done that by taking so many guards of recent years, just saying, well, these are the best players available. And yet this year... Where, yes, you're outside the top three, and there's a consensus that there's three awesome players, and then kind of a, a B, a, you know, top tier second list, I'll say, with just Ivy on it, and they pass on it. It, it makes no sense to me. I'll never understand the, the, the philosophies of Sacramento over there. I mean, I, I'm sorry if you're a Sacramento fan. That's really all I could say. Like, they should be the Sacramento Sorries, is really what their team name should be. They are far from Kings, but I wish them the best, and I, I do think Keegan Murray is going to have a solid career. Once he's able to get out of Sacramento, <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. In four, in four years, yeah, maybe it might not even be that long. I part of me thinks that they're going to try and trade for Ivy like next year. Like that, that sounds like a Kings move where they pass on him now, and then next year they'll be offering Fox and someone for him. <laughs> just just try to get him back. Uh, I I'd say that was the biggest surprise of the draft, though. It was clearly, you know, we 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 were fine with the top four. It's just a matter of what order was going to go in. And then when that happened, it was like, whoa, all right, blowing everything wide open right now. Because now if you're Detroit, obviously you want Ivy, but I, you got to imagine the rest of the world also wants Ivy. So you, that phone must have been ringing. And there's a big time. There's a short time span there. What do you got, five minutes? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? What, what would you what's a what's an offer you would take for Ivy at five? Like what, what's a trade that just theoretically you, you, you would actually entertain? I think you almost you almost don't. It like has to be just this crazy offer that is just ridiculous that no one would, would offer just because, like you said, you're going in thinking, okay, these are the four guys that are going to go ahead of us. Here are the guys that we can pick from. That you know, this is this is what we're doing. And then when it gets to you, and one of the guys actually falls to you, I mean, I'm just thinking when I'm in a you know in a in a fantasy draft, so the stakes are way lower. And you just like you got a guy, it's like ah, I'd like that guy, but there's no way he falls to me. So once he does, now it's almost. You know, I you, you you no longer think of it as the pick and rationally and this guy. Now it's the guy that you didn't think you could get. It's the you know the the, the one that got away, but now you have it. And so it just I think just emotionally, I don't think there was anything. 
I, I hate to pull comparisons, but that's pretty much all we're doing with these drafts. And we say, well, look, these these are this and this. You know, this this guy's a combination of that and that. And that's that's really sad. But if you ask me, Detroit right now feels very much like when Boston got Tatum and Brown. They fall. Whoa, in the... whoa! Pump, pump the brakes here. Nope, nope, no, nope, nope. I'm not pumping them. It, it feels very much like that. Ar- arguably, Tatum would have went one in the perfect scenario, but we didn't need to do that. We we got him at three. We got something more with it. So really, there's your Cade Tatum right there. And then Jalen, what does he go? Three. Jalen was three, I think. And and Ivy could have been three if, if yeah. So I'm 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 liking I'm, the I'm core. I'm not saying there shouldn't there shouldn't be excitement. And I mean you 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 wrote me right into the into the trap here because it's the Celtics. But I think if, even if it was another team. This is not this is not you know my bias leaking out here. I got that all out the past past two weeks, but I I like Ivy. I think we get a little bit too much on. He looks like John Morant, so he's going to be as good as John Morant. I mean, let's. I, I like him. I think he's going to be. He's, he's going to be fine. But two months ago, he lost to St. Peter's in the tournament. It's not all his fault. But you would think if you were going to be an elite NBA guy, you are not going to lose to a team like St. Peter's, where you just have uh, an unreal athletic advantage. Would you have rather rather pair? All right, you're Detroit. You could take any of the guys top four. Let's say one of the one of the other no, guys no, drops. I'm taking, no, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Ivy. You're taking that, Ivy. That's a perfect pairing with Cade. Like that's kind of what I'm saying. When we took Tatum and we took Brown in these back to back drafts, I just it felt like these guys could actually fit together. That they weren't gonna collide in the way they play. Like they they could actually coexist. And and that's I think the most exciting part for Detroit right now is I I just think that this is a good pairing. This isn't like Garland and Sexton where we took the best guys available. That's what everyone tells us to do. It, and sometimes it just doesn't fit. I still think you take I the think, best guy available. I think though. that they're going to be one of the more exciting summer league teams. They're an exciting young team, but they are not going to they, – they have not improved the most. I mean, maybe they've improved the most through the draft, but – I, like they're not going to have the the biggest swing in in wins from this year to next year. I disagree. I I think they will. I actually think Detroit will be competing for a playoff spot. Really? Yeah, and I don't even hesitate to say that right now today because I think this team's going to get even better. I, I just, dude, Sadiq Bay. I, I I like I, I like these guys. I like this team. I I, I like to think Sadiq was on my list a couple years ago of guys I, I was looking out for. So, I mean, that's really what they would have to do because they won twenty three games. And to get into the play-in game would be forty-three. So a twenty-win turnaround would be pretty, pretty big. I, I like their chances. I, I really do. I, it's you gotta have a I, look. I, I you gotta pick somebody in the draft. Somebody has to jump. It's not gonna be always the same teams every year, right? These guys are getting each of these teams that draft smart and draft well. Like I think Detroit has. You're just immediately better year after year. Now the league is really good right now. You know you're gonna have to pay, take a really big step player-wise, if you're Cade, to, you know, be on that same level of somebody I just mentioned, all right? I put him on the same name as Tatum, and I'm, it's not that I'm saying he's going to be as good or that he is as good. It's just more of, like, high draft pick and another high draft pick back-to-back. These guys are going to hopefully play together for their entire careers, much like we're hoping out of Tatum and Brown, and you're, you have a good situation there. Uh, is there anyone else in the draft that you were more impressed by? I, I seem to be all over Detroit right now. Who, who do you want to talk about? Uh, OKC just going into their bag of draft picks and just getting three <laughs> three picks in the uh, in in the top twelve, 
drafting both Jalen Williamses, which is just it's so stupid, but it's still it's so funny and just like oh they did it they got the they got they got the same name and stupid brain it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I don't think that they've I don't think they're going to make the the, the crazy jump like you think Detroit's going to make, but you know they're not going to be on TV all of the time. But they just got a bunch of long wingspan guys and it's just going to be an interesting experiment as they're trying to they're almost doing a little bit of the uh, a different version of the of the process where it's just like we're just going to take a bunch of swings here and we just we're hoping one of them one of them pops and i, I don't know if it's going to work or not uh i think it's just a little might be a little more luck than than anything else but they definitely got some 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 high picks the uh the blazers confused me they drafted Shaden Sharp, who went to Kentucky midseason, did not play at Kentucky. But they just traded for Jeremy Grant, which kind of made me think they were going more win now. But now you draft, uh, you know, from what, what I've heard, super athletic. But, I mean, I've only seen him kind of work out in, you know, during, during, during warm-ups, so I don't really know what to expect. But just thinking, you know, a young guy at seven, it's going to take, you know, even even you know Cade last year, he he didn't came come on immediately and was just like, no, I got this. And you know you can put up some stats on a on a rough team, but if you're looking to actually have playoff hopes, and it, it just seems like, oh well, you know they, they could still trade him, but it just seems like if you're gonna trade, you trade the pick, not the player. Once once the player is there, I don't know, it just it's weird, but it like loses some of the shine. I thought you would have had some some other you know reasonable options there. I'm not I'm not upset by the pick. I just. There, there were some other guys there that maybe would have been a little bit safer and maybe would have been a little bit more beneficial for this year. Because let's let's face it, it's either we're competitive this year or we're going to lose Dame at some point. Damian Lillard is going to get up and leave or ask to leave, and it doesn't sound like that. But if we keep building for the future, eventually he's going to say, look, I, this team isn't ready to win right now. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why we're doing this. This seems – look, I'm suspicious of the pick as well. I, I understand all that. And maybe there wasn't an alternative that they were in love with and – Maybe there is some sort of feeling that maybe this will be a guy we build around, but it's it's a really weird strategy to trade for Grant, where you're basically just taking on his entire contract for nothing, for the some trade exception I think they they had, and then drafting someone that said that may not be able to play for the next couple of years. I mean, maybe we're wrong. Maybe maybe he's re- ready it's to go. A, totally wrong. It's it's a complete lack of information for me. And I mean, that was one of the things I really liked about this draft, where uh, the the previous draft I didn't like so much. Uh, majority of college guys just like oh sweet you know there was a uh, dyson daniels at eight who was g league ignite and uh there's new zealand breakers uh guy at 11 but besides that it's like all the way all the way through you know most of the picks are college guys it's just like okay i've seen them or i've heard of them or i've seen them play in person and it just it, it's it's selfish but then it's like i feel like i have a better better feel for him but shaden was one of the ones that you know i, I saw him during during warm-ups i heard recently that he you know in the the offseason set the the record for the highest vertical leap of all time, but it's like and until uh, ho- hopefully he plays in summer league and you, you know he he's the guy that all of a sudden there's a lot of buzz and just like oh man did you see this guy he, he's blown by everybody and he, you know he he could have made a real difference on that Kentucky team and it's kind of a what if situation but until I see him I it's hard to have an, an opinion yeah you mentioned Cade struggling last year I I'd like to think that the role Cade walked into that. He, he's trying to become Damian Lillard versus Shaden's going to come in and he, he I mean he would be great if he was as good as Damian Lillard but I think he's going to have more of a role 
on this team originally, like right off the get-go here. So I think in some ways, hopefully that'll be easier to fit in. But I, I don't know. We know so little right now that maybe that's not even any easier. Maybe you'd be better off on you know a struggling team that's rebuilding right now and you get some growing pains out of the way where you actually get some minutes and it's not as critical for every turnover you get where it's like, nope, back to the bench. That's it. You know, oh, you missed your defensive assignment. Get back. You know, this is... This is well, so- I mean, look at the look at the lottery guys that the, the Warriors had. I mean, once it got to, hey, we're not messing around anymore, they didn't see any playing time. It's just young guys, it's, it's, it's difficult. This is not easy. So you got to learn all the little tricks of the, of the trade. It just doesn't happen overnight. So I think that it's just, it's going to, it's going to take a little while. I'm not sure he's going to be able to contribute to a team that is looking to make, make, make the playoffs, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they got something up their sleeve. You know, Dame's tweeting out pictures with Kevin Durant. You know, there's, there's all sorts of things going on behind the scenes that we, we don't know about. All right. Should we, should we talk about the Knicks? I, I don't understand why this is a story at all. I thought it was fine with, with what they did. For once, the Knicks are thinking about their future. The bizarre thing about all of it all, all of this is just the Jalen Brunson sweepstakes, of which if I got to hear one more time about his family relations within the team as if that's like a done deal or if that has anything to do. I mean, if your parents get signed up for another job over there and you're a free agent to able, and you're able to float over there, is that actually a main attraction? Because, you know, I, without getting too personal here, I, I've worked with family. There are some great things about it, and there are some not so great things about it. I, I, and that's just from more of my experience, and I'm sure it's completely different to the scenario that they're describing of Jalen going over there. But the fact that they're making this sound like a done deal, and that they're getting—I mean, I, I like Jalen Brunson. It's—it's—it's it's, it's hard to say this, but he's not the guy. All right, he's not one of those guys. He—he's he, not gonna become one of those guys. I think he's a nice player, and, and he'll never be anything more than that. But the idea that, like, you know, LeBron's coming back home to New York or something. You know, because Jalen Brunson is going to be this guy. It, it's it's just a quiet free agency sweepstakes that I, I can't believe the grand prize is going to be Jalen Brunson and that the Knicks feel like, yes, this is the best thing that could ever happen to us is, is signing somebody undersized for a lot of money. But Part of it is the optics. So they draft Usman, Usman Dang. I'm not even sure how you pronounce uh, the, the first name. So it's guy from the New Zealand Breakers. So... Even even me, it's like, I don't don't know this guy. You know, before him, Johnny Davis, Wisconsin, saw him play. Uh, You know, Dern, a couple picks later, yep, definitely saw Dern play. Definitely remember his recruiting process, you know, playing at Memphis. Just, I I got a little, little, so just kind of a, huh, that's interesting. And just immediately, it's just like, man, the Knicks fans are going to hate him. Like, he's already going to start behind the eight ball just because they don't know him. It's like, oh, here's some some foreign guy coming in, and they've gotten burned by that, you know, in in the past. So then it comes out, oh, no, there's a trade. Oh. Maybe the Knicks made a smart move. Maybe they, you know, they didn't want this guy. They did want Dern or somebody farther back, so they're going to trade down, get a little draft capital. Smart. There's even still rumors at this point that uh, maybe they were still uh, a possibility they could get Ivy. But then it comes out and okay, the pick, you know, something, something with the with the with OKC. It's like, well, so are, oh, okay, OKC picks next. Maybe they're just moving back one. You know, we've seen that before. And it's like, oh, no, no, okay, so he's keeping that pick. It's just like, all right. And then I feel like it went forever, and we didn't find out. And then later on you find out it's three first-round picks. Whoa, well, that seems good. And then you look a little deeper. It's like it's three heavily protected or are going to – are coming from a team like um, – Milwaukee. Like Denver. Yeah, Denver Milwaukee where for sure, for sure something could happen and there could be an absolute collapse. But most likely – none of these picks are going to be as high as 11. So 
I think this past year was frustrating, but the year before, you know, they made the playoffs. There's a lot of excitement. There's a little more win now mode. So I think once all the dust is settled, it doesn't seem as bad, but the optics were, were not good, especially where at some point it looked like, Oh no, they're actually getting Duran to come to the mix. So that was some excitement there. And then you find out, it's like, Oh no, it, now it just seems like they kind of attached the 11 to Detroit to just dump Kemba Walker, which <laughs> They didn't need to sign, and he didn't even make it uh, a half a year before they just put him on the on the bench. This is his second kind of second year in a row getting getting bought out. So that's that's not great. And just it's like you you really had to attach a lottery pick to get out of eight million dollars. And I think that's this is like the cherry on top. You were mentioning it with Brunson of so you're clearing all this cap space. No, no, not for LeBron, for Brunson, who you might not even get. And even if you do get, I don't even know if that's necessarily the best. So I think that's why it's just you you might have made some what could have been construed as smart moves, but when the prize is Jalen Brunson, I just I, I I think that's why it just doesn't doesn't add up. Now when they end up not getting Brunson, because I, I still don't I don't think he's going there. And it, the weird thing about it is I'm I'm devaluing him as a free agent, but I'm valuing him very high if I'm Dallas because I don't think you can afford to lose him. Just because I don't know what you're gonna replace him with. And I don't know if he's the right fit. I, I don't know how it all works. I just think for right now, you can't ever waste a Luke a year. You got to do whatever it takes to keep the guy unless you got some other plan up your sleeve. And maybe midway through the season, we move him on and we, we move him to New York and we get something back for him. I think losing out for him, not only not only not resigning him and losing the player that they need in Dallas, but also losing him for nothing are two completely different things that you can't you don't want either to happen. So this idea that New York's going to do that. Now, I still think this is going to end up being all right for New York because, let's face it, they are in rebuilding mode, all right? They made the playoffs two years are ago. They? I they, they should. They are. They are. And I think that's an acknowledgement of, of what they're doing right now. This idea that we're going to take 11 and that we're going to be better this year with this guy and that we're going to try and compete for a playoff spot when we have Thibodeau, who's never going to play a rookie anyways. Because that, that's the other thing. It's a wasted pick. It's not like he's going to play this year. Tibbs doesn't play rookies, man. He just doesn't. He plays old guys 40 minutes a game until they got nothing <laughs> I mean, left. You're not wrong. So the idea that they were doing this thinking like, well, we like this coach. We, we, we were happy with somewhat of the roster we got. We we're hoping to get a better year out of Randall. But we're not we're not competing for a championship this year, and that's fine. I, I think it's ridiculous every year that the Knicks do think that they're competing for a championship and they don't make moves like this where they actually are building and improving. It, it's always such a win now. Like we're the Knicks. We're just going to shortcut everything. Very much like the Lakers right now, who had a terrible year last year, extremely disappointing, a whole bunch of problems over there. And the idea now is we're going to somehow end up with Kyrie Irving and fix everything overnight. I, I, I just, I was just surprised that you just so vehemently said that they are in rebuilding mode, where they just signed Julius Randle for four years on a contract that doesn't doesn't look great. Uh, you know, he had that good year, and then last year was not so good. So hopefully that can get turned around. But I, I just wouldn't have uh, so adamantly been like, oh, no, they're, they're in rebuilding mode. Because rebuilding mode to me says you keep RJ, you, you draft at 11, you keep the younger guys, and everybody else is – you're getting – you're sending out trying to get picks and trying to get young assets back. And it, it doesn't seem like they're doing that yet. Well, there also just might be this thing where – you just collect as many picks as possible, and then you just throw all of them at someone for the big, big top pick. You know the big, the big trade. You know the, the James Harden trade, where it's like 
13 picks in there. Five of them are pick swaps, and these could be some of those picks you just pile on in there. Versus I think just the 11 this year is, wasn't going to be as helpful because it wasn't going to play in the roster. Chances are at 11, I mean, look. Isn't there was, that a problem, though? If you are saying it, and I'm just pretty much uh, agreeing with you right away that, oh, yeah, our coaches don't play rookies. That That seems like an issue. Well, it seems like an issue for a team that's rebuilding that has a coach that doesn't play rebuilding players. Yes, that, that is a conflict. There's a conflict of like issue right there. That seems like a problem. Yeah, that, that, like, this isn't the first time we've had problems with Thibodeau. This isn't the last time. I, I, it's funny that he starts off as a kind of a young player coach with you know young Noah, young Rose, young uh, was, I think Ben Gordon still kind of there. I don't know. There, there, there was there was a, a young team over there with Luol Dang, a whole, whole bunch of guys, and and then it really evolved into he just plays a lot of old guys as much as possible. Is it old guys or is it just those guys? Well, those guys are old now, so I, I assume that's the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm not sure. Is it exclusively old guys or exclusively his old guys? It's exclusively Rose and Taj Gibson? It, yeah. Th- that's it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can give, call Kirk Heinrich up. Maybe he's still available. Maybe maybe he's got some gas left in the tank. Yeah, look, either way, I'm not going to be critical of the Knicks, all right? I I, I don't think it was a, that much of a mistake. You know how many, you know how many times is a bust at the 11 pick right now? They could have done the same thing they always do. And I just think at least now they got an asset they could package with something else over time to get something else. Now, I don't know if they're ever going to do that because that's hard to do. One, a player has to want to go to New York, which is another problem they have. But the idea of forcing the trade and just offering more picks and maybe contracts will hopefully entice enough to, to get a team to trade somebody to them. And I don't think you were able to do that if you take the 11 pick and you tried to trade the player. I mean, you were the one who just said it earlier. Once you take the player, man, that's the value. If they don't work out, it's not worth the 11 pick anymore. It's worth whatever that guy shows up on the court as. So I, I think they avoided that and that they gained three other picks, albeit maybe not the greatest picks, but these three picks could end up getting them something else. I just I really don't like the idea that they're doing all this to sign the questionable contract of Randall and the even more questionable contract of Jalen Brunson. Like these, this is the duo. Like this isn't Cade and Ivy. Like I'm saying, where it's like, nope, these are the two. They're gonna play for at least ten years together at this in this city, and you're gonna love it. Do those two sound like like, like what are the? We're just taking lefties only. You know, super max lefties. Get everyone over here. It's just. <laughs> Even with all that said, I, I don't I don't really have a whole lot of things to tear apart from anyone. I thought actually the draft went pretty smoothly. I was a little suspect of, of the Kings going there, but I'm just happy Ivy went to Detroit. So I really don't care. Detroit, Sacramento's just a lost cause. I'm sorry. There there isn't like they need to do this right. They need to do this right. They need to just stop just doing everything wrong. Right? They, they just just stay on a straight path for a little bit. And they just seem to never want to do that. So I other than that, I I really thought it was a pretty solid draft. I thought a lot of teams got better. I'm kind of excited for a lot of the talent. I heard one interesting thing on a podcast saying, did you think this year's draft was better than last year's? I, this is, a, I guess, perfect off-season podcast talk of let's compare the rookies from this year to the incoming rookies next year that we haven't seen play yet. Like, I, I, like if I say yes or I say no, how do, how do we know? Like, how, how am I supposed to know? All right, well, let's. All right, we're doing a draft right now. The Celtics are on the clock. We got the number one pick. The guys available are the guys that were available in the draft just this past week, and the guys that were available last year. They're all in the draft. They're all in the same pool right now. Who would you take at number one? They're all supposed to be like the, like the same age. They're all the same. They're rookies all over again. You get you get Cade coming in. You don't know anything. Oh, and I'm taking taking Paulo. Really? You're still doing that? Well, yeah. I saw I saw him play every single game that he played this year. 
So I'm definitely biased on him. I don't. Yeah. All right. Fine. You're the wrong person to ask the question to. I, I actually don't even think he's in the top five. But that, that's a. Uh, that's that's for another day. I don't really want to pick it apart because I don't have a whole lot of defense of it. It's you were just, just you were just anti Paulo because he's on Duke and I like Duke. No, 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 no. As soon no, as no. we as soon as we turn the game on, you're just like oh, this guy's terrible. And if you watch him play, it's just like man, he does like a lot of things that NBA players does. He's he's six nine, two thirty five, and can shoot. He can shoot all sorts of mid range. Uh, he's got to work on 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 the three, and he's got to work on on his defense. But if, if that's what you're looking for, I, I don't see how he's much uh, far off from from Cade. Uh, you know, with his 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 abilities and his uh, his size. What, what was last year? Was Cade Mobley? Was Scotty Barnes? Um, I don't know. I just I like those three a lot, and maybe I'll like these other guys just as much. But I, I'm I'm not saying these guys are gonna be bad players either. Like I, like Scotty Barnes, I don't know if he's gonna have star potential, but I think he's a guy that's gonna be in the league for a long time, and you're gonna know who he is. I think he's he's gonna be competitive, and I, I, there's plenty of guys in this year's draft that I think will be on a similar level. And that's and that's fine. I don't think I, mean, I think it's even too early to be really judging uh, last year's draft of some guys were in the right situation, some guys are still trying to find the right situation. Well, the one thing I'll say about the guys I just mentioned is I do think they went to the right situations with the teams they fell on. Cleveland got better. I think Detroit, like I said, is going to make a big jump going into next year. And I thought Toronto had a really up and down year, but was really underrated. I mean, maybe a little overrated in the playoffs to some degree. I, I went all in on them, but they had a really good season. Like that was. You know, we, we were talking about how we gave up on Boston, you know, halfway through the season. Did you think Toronto was going to make the playoffs? I mean, oh, yeah, they struggled out of the gate. They were really bad. So I, I'll give him some credit. I actually think some of the reasons they struggled even more in the playoffs was because Scotty Barnes got hurt one game and really wasn't the same after that. It, it seems crazy to be that reliant on a rookie player, but but they were. And that that's that's has a, a lot of that puts a lot of value on him. Uh, all right. So we got to do a little trade talk right now. We can. We're, I'm, I'm limiting this. I'm going to put five minutes on the clock. We can only talk Kyrie, Nets, Brooklyn, Kevin Durant. Five minutes. That's it. All right. Do you want? You want to start with this? Do you want, what's the latest right now? What do you know? So it came out today that Kyrie had gotten approval from the Nets to start talking with teams uh, about a potential uh, sign and trade. It sounds like teams aren't allowed to discuss this until six o'clock on Thursday. If they get caught, maybe they lose a second round pick, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, then it comes out that from Woj that the Lakers are the only team that have any interest in a sign and trade, but the Nets have intre- zero interest in any of the packages the Lakers are putting together, which is not surprising. Uh, on top of this, with Kyrie upset, now Durant isn't thrilled. He's seems to be not mad at Kyrie so much as mad mad at the organization for not trying to understand Kyrie enough. So he, I believe is just starting a four year deal or maybe he's, maybe he's one year into a, into a four year deal. So he's at least on a contract for three more years, but it sounds like he's not thrilled. Uh, that's going to be a complicated, big uh, contract to, to move. Then Windhorst comes in uh, this afternoon and says the Nets are prepared to lose Kyrie and Kevin Durant because they do not want to go through what they had to go through last season. Man, cherry on top of all this, especially as a uh, as a Celtics fan, is the Nets did the similar thing that they did for the Pierce uh, Garnett trade of from next year through 2027. It is alternating 
first round picks and pick swaps with Houston for five years. So when you are good, pick swap, nah, not a big deal. If you are bad, oh boy. Oh boy, they've they've lived this before and it is ugly. I mean, could you just imagine Houston getting future potential lottery picks or having the opportunity to just get higher picks after the core they've built over the last, you know, just last week right now? I mean, that's that's a that's a scary game. That's certainly exciting. The I don't know if everyone especially if they if they get decent and they get a couple of guys that really hit the same way the Celtics did. Of then they use one of those first round picks and trade for an uh, for an established star, which happens to be Kyrie Irving. Which is just funny how this whole loop de loop goes around, but. I think in the past I would have been, ah, no, nah, this is getting overblown. But I, I think more recently when these stories really gain this sort of momentum, uh, like kind of uh, last year with the uh, with the Ben Simmons, who is also part of this, it just all comes comes together. Uh, is once like the wind gets blowing on this, like I, I feel like this is this is gonna happen. I, I don't know. It's not gonna happen. Where the season. everyone's gonna get scattered to, but I, I don't. I think I think the Nets are, are in real trouble with. Uh, uh, injured Simmons coming back as your your main guy. Yeah, we don't we haven't even seen him play yet. That, I think that's the the scarier part. But you know what? The idea that you're going to trade Kyrie and Durant and you're not going to get some valuable assets back, like the the exchange of that is still going to be, I think, a decent team. It's going to have to be. I mean, the value of Durant alone, it's not like they're going to get a bunch of future picks for him. They're going to have to get somebody. I, I mean, at bare minimum, they're going to get somebody at least like Jeremy Grant. They could at least shed some of the salary comparison you know like that's I I just it's not gonna happen before the season there's not gonna happen for the season the only problem that Kyrie has right now is they won't give him more years it has nothing to do with the money he wants the super max whatever 10 year thing that gives him as many years as possible and they just won't give it to him and I don't blame him for it or at least under the circumstances that they are gonna give it to him I guarantee there's gonna be some implications on We'll give you it all, but you got to play X, Y, and Z. You got to play at least this many and last this long and advance this far. And I don't think that's you, unreasonable. You you say that, but in two days uh, on Wednesday is when he has to make his decision whether he's opting in or opting out. He's, so I think this has a little bit more of a of a clock on it than than you'd like to think. Zero chance either guy is traded before the season. I will give a you, seventy. You think? Zero. You think the Nets Zero. and Durant can get together and do whatever they have to do to change Kyrie's mind? No, I think you just do what, what uh, Maury did in, in Philly over there where you just, I'm not going to back down to a player, all right? You don't want to play? Go sit down. I'm going to wait until I get the deal I want, all right? I'm not going to be on your schedule. This is my team, not yours, all right? You've been here two years. You haven't even showed up for half of them. I, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And the thing is, if Durant wants to sit out, if Durant wants to sit out like Kyrie wants to sit out and deal with all the media and sit back on Twitter and criticize everything, then you can go home and do that. And I'm going to wait. That's what happens. And I'm going to wait if- until I get the right call for the right player, the right young guy. Man, I might I might trade for Cade and Ivy. All right. I'm going to give you Kevin Durant for Cade and Ivy. All right. We're going to be better tomorrow. What if what if what if Kyrie uh sits out because he wants more money? And so Durant also sits out uh because he want he wants he wants to trade. So then it, who has to play all by his lonesome? Ben Simmons. Well, maybe maybe you're rewarded with the experiment that everybody always wanted. We wanted Simmons to have his own scenario here where you, you're literally building with nothing around you. You're starting with him, and you just need to fill in a whole bunch of pieces around him. I have no idea how they were going to be able to pull that off because you're going to have to take whatever exchange you can get for Kyrie and Durant if you choose to trade them, and I don't think you're going to be in the in the 
luxury of saying, well, we don't want to trade that because that guy doesn't fit with Simmons. You know, you're, you're going to have to take whatever the best trade is, and, and that's just what it's going to be. I just, there's no way they're going to do, the, do all of this before the season starts. I would be shocked if it all happens. He's going to opt in. He's going to cry. He's not going to show up. He's going to be difficult, and then they're going to have to trade him. Much like they trade, uh, much like the trade of every other difficult athlete over the past couple of years, specifically Harden. It's, uh, that's that's the trademark right here. And I think the way they handled it last year, getting him traded twice, is was the right way to do it. Right? They didn't just do it overnight. I I, I respect. I think that that's the first time we've seen a player have to wait, and so definitely it's happened recently. But I think more often. Uh, team is not as secure is not as successful as the Sixers were and had the ability to say, we're just going to wait. I think that the nets are not going to be able to, uh, to have that luxury. And I think this is, this is going to happen in the next two weeks. No, I, I think whatever happens, whatever happens is going to happen in the next two weeks. I mean, there's no scenario where we move Kyrie for something and Durant's happy. There's there, that scenario doesn't exist. That has to exist. There has no, to be no, someone. I, no, I, I, I can see that. There has but to be I, someone I, out there. Like there, you're saying, like there's no way we can please Kevin Durant right now because of the way we treated Kyrie. And it's like, well, part of the reason I think they're willing to trade Durant too is that the only reason they have Kyrie is because that was the only way they could get Durant. So you want to point fingers of why we're having problems yeah. here? It's it's all pointing at everybody involved over there. All right, they they all made sacrifices at the time that felt like for the greater good, but they knew they were sacrifices. All right, they they signed DeAndre Jordan. For God's sake, like this is this is just how far back it goes to the the amount of coddling they're willing to do to sign these two guys, and this is this is what you get. Now, legacy wise, man, I honestly I I feel like if they trade Durant, it's and, and if, even if they trade Kyrie, it's almost like I'm going to take the championship rings off both their fingers. Like there just has to be a credential minus here. The the, the disruption and the the noise and then all the distractions, all of this going on right now is so unrelated to all the basketball and all the talent that these two have is just incredible and being wasted. It's so funny because it wasted. seems like definitely Durant and um, maybe not, maybe in a little bit uh, Kyrie as well is that they're always the ones that, that said, I just want to play basketball. It's all I want to do. I don't want all this other stuff. I just, I just, you know, I want to play basketball. It's like <laughs> I joked with you earlier of like, oh, awesome. A topic for us to talk about that is – about the NBA, but has nothing to do with actual basketball ability. It's not about X's and O's or anything like that. It's all the off the court stuff. And uh, what's what's the is it Sean Marks? Marks is the owner, right? Uh, or is he the general manager? I don't know. Whatever. I get confused because Bobby Bobby Marks used to be the uh, the general manager, so I, I get confused. I, Marks has come out in, in interviews, and he's been very stern and professional about everything of, of saying, "No, this is this is what we're trying to do, and this is." And if he doesn't want to do this, we'll let him interview and talk with other people. That that that's fine. That just sounds like a good business decision, and that he's he's going to make the right decision. He's not going to just rush into it all, and as well as there's no way we're just going to grant this guy whatever the hell he wants. We're not going to accept some garbage package from L.A. over there just because that's a team he's got circled on over there. That's that's not that's not what we're going to do. How how is how has that not worked for Harden the past like three teams? Well, I'd like to think in every one of those scenarios, especially this one as a, as a perfect example, it, it it worked out where Houston ended up with a ton of picks for a team that might not make the playoffs the next three years. So they they waited they they made the right trade and if you're Philly you weren't gonna do anything unless you got Harden you you got Harden that was the only way they were gonna move Simmons now if you're Brooklyn you know yeah that's 
that's that's that's a couple of minuses, all right? You lost that trade. That wasn't worth it. Yeah, you had to get off of that and re- try to recover as quick as possible. And you you got a you got an asset that no no you got an asset in Ben Simmons that a playoff team didn't want and that just had back surgery and honestly just hasn't played basketball in a really long time and might not even want to play basketball. Like he chose to sit out in a game. Like this is also the guy you're going to be stuck with. <laughs> you know, you're you're like or all right, just had, just had back surgery, so legitimately don't know if he's going to be able to play. I mean, I mean, is it, is it, isn't it funny? On top of the, the mental part of it, isn't it funny that they traded for a guy that didn't want to play basketball, and now they have two guys that don't want to play basketball there, and they're going to be stuck with the one guy that didn't want to play basketball <laughs> in Ben Simmons. Maybe, maybe, yeah, we don't know. All right, we went well, way over the. That's a ten minute mark right there. That, that's more than more than we can do, and it's going to be an ongoing thing. We'll see even it's next wild, week. Wild man, we we picked them to make the finals last year, and it probably would have been. It easily could have been in the finals uh, this year. I think they're six to one or eight to one to make make the finals. They're definitely in the the top ten of teams. But I, I think it, it's I think this goes beyond just like the normal like last year. It's like oh we're just constantly talking Simmons. We did talk a little Kyrie last week. But I think when a when a team is on the 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 verge of collapse, I think it, you know just like next week you, you know we could be talking about hey here's some free agents and the. The the nets are, you know, it's got that uh that that Will Smith meme where he's just like in the in the living room all by himself. Man, I wish I wish the league was doing expansion teams this year, and if we could just ship these two, like just just send Durant back to Seattle over there. All right, he can play with whatever nobodies he wants and and be on top and try and recruit whatever he wants. Just just send him over there, give him a couple years to rebuild, and then he'll he'll understand that you know you can't just play around with all this. And then same thing. Are you surprised by any of this? The Kyrie stuff, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised Durant is willing to. No, no. Do you think he's surprised? Kyrie? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Like, do you think he's surprised that he he, he won, didn't get the max from from Brooklyn, and then two, and this could easily just be total BS that the Lakers are the only team interested, and it's like, hey man, like they just gave me permission like an hour ago. I haven't even contacted all the teams. How do you know that no one no one's interested? But do you think that he's surprised that, you know, one, the Nets won't give him the deal, and then two, that teams aren't interested in him? Well, if you go through every single team in the league, there's only two teams in the league that don't have a point guard. It's Boston and the Lakers. Every other team whoa, has a point whoa. guard. Marcus Smart. Is not a he's point, a point guard. guard. He's not a point, point guard. guard of the future. Okay, fine. So they're not going to trade for him. So what other team needs a point guard? I think there's a lot of reasons we're not going to trade for Kyrie Irving. I, I think Marcus Smart might be one of the lowest on the list of that. There is, I mean, I feel bad for Jalen. He's already been thrown into a bunch of Durant rumors, which is stupid because Durant's probably not even actually available, and we're going to pay the consequence of all of this because it's it's a what if scenario, and it, 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 it's it's terrible. It's gonna it's not going to tear apart our team. It's just something that we don't have to go through at all. We're good. We're set. We're not interested. And that's fine, but it doesn't mean the little trade machine is going to get plugged in a couple times and be like, well, when's the next time Durant or a player like Durant is going to be available on the market? And it might be just a guy like that's available every year. But right now, <laughs> I it's, it's just something to think about. I, I would never do it. I can't contemplate even proposing a trade package for it, especially after you know being turned down by Durant when he was a free agent. He had an opportunity to come to Boston, and if he did come to Boston – Man, we we would be really good. We'd be really good. It'd be like when he went to Golden State. It'd be like a overload of I can't believe we have this and all of that. Like this isn't an excess amount of talent. It's it's really it's really a disappointment that we had the opportunity to do that, and now we're supposed to give up something to get him after all of his 
successful seasons of recent. Like, I mean, get out of here. I just who wants these guys anymore, anyways? I, I, I'm, I, I really feel like they're happy with the rigs they got on their hands, and that's all they're ever gonna have. I, I can't imagine any of them ever winning another championship, either one. Oh, great. Great. You're saying this. Now they're going to bring you up the same way Steph Curry brought those guys up that said he would never win a ring again. All right. But, Great. But that was that was doubting a whole team and a whole, you know, quote unquote, dynasty in Golden State saying they were never going to get back there. These guys are not going to play together. They, if anything, they're going to play against each other and be the reason they don't get it. And it's just, just not good. It's just not good teammate stuff, man. You're not, there's not good karma here. I don't, I don't like it. All right, but uh, we got to move on. I got to move on. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk streaming services. Uh, football's coming up. Uh, we mentioned last week that there was some Amazon rumors about them doing some uh, some NFL streaming. The NFL Sunday ticket for Directv apparently their hold contra- on. Oh, hold on. I hate to I hate to jump in on this because you did give us a five minute limit, but uh, Kyrie Irving says he's returning to the Nets next season. Breaking news just came out. You're welcome. I had the inside yes. source. All right. I guess we you know, we could definitely move on. So that's off the table. All right. Oh man, can I just get? Can I just erase the last ten minutes? Then can I save? <laughs> can I save everybody? Can we just go back in time? All right. So I, I feel perfectly happy. Uh, that... We'll see. We'll see you. We'll see everybody in a year when we can do this again. It's not going to be a year. It's going to be before Christmas, is my guess. They're going to try and move them before then. <laughs> there's there's going to have to be some sort of injury somewhere though, where the they take back some. I don't know. It's gonna be. I don't know what Durant's gonna do because he's really at risk of wasting another year that he can't really afford to risk. <laughs> like, well, you, why? Why waste? Like last year was a waste. Durant was awesome. He was healthy. He played the whole year. When's the last time that happened? And they they blew it. They blew it. <laughs> so can't do that again. All right, back to the streaming service. NFL Sunday Ticket. Directv has a NFL contract that I think expires at the end of next year. So there's already some debates on. Uh, DirecTV may be focusing a little bit more on a commercial angle of saying, you know, we'll be inside all the the bars, the restaurants, and you know what other whatever other places, I, I guess, and try to not be in the personal home as quite as much. Uh, there's also NFL Plus coming out. I don't know if you heard about that, but the NFL is going to come out with their own app, of which they're going to try and offer some of these services. But the exciting part is not only will they offer some services, but it sounds like. NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, as well as NFL Sunday Ticket may be available on Apple, Amazon, or potentially Disney ESPN sort of combo. I am really excited that this may we may get what we want, man. This this is like a step closer. I don't know. I don't really care which bidding war streaming service wins, and it will not be included with the package. It'll be an add-on you have to get. So you'll pay your Apple subscription, your Amazon subscription, plus whatever this subscription is on top of that. But it sounds like we're getting a lot closer to actually getting a streaming service for for NFL games. And and I, I, I can't be more excited about that. I'm much more excited that somebody's actually trying to bid for NFL Red Zone. Like, where is that going to fall? Could you just imagine that being available? It seems long, long overdue. And I really hope the same way we talked about uh, MLS getting the, the streaming deal with Apple Plus, where you got to pay for Apple Plus and then an additional you'll have to pay. Got to get rid of the, the the blackouts. They they did say the blackouts would still continue if it was broadcast on local games. However, I mean, just being able to stream Red Zone, though, I don't think that 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 falls in like this gray area where I think that's fine. Now, from what I've read, and this is this is maybe not the the greatest sources of some of the articles I did read, says that uh, Apple's kind of like 
the, the underground lock right now to get this. And the only upside to that is I think a- Apple also has the, the lowest regular monthly subscription, I think at $4.99. Uh, so it'd be four ninety nine plus. I have no idea how much the, the NFL would charge they, on top of that. They they could charge a bunch of money because think how many people pay for cable with pretty much. I just want to watch football. So even if it's five bucks for the the Apple Plus, and then even if it's twenty bucks, so you're playing paying twenty five. But if that's cheaper than your forty dollar cable bill, boom, easy. Yeah, I I mean it's it's just the flexibility of it just sounds so much Unless, easier. Unless there's blackouts, because if there's blackouts, there's a, a huge amount of fans that, well, I live in New England and I like to watch, I would like to watch the Patriots, but I, I can't watch them. Well, now I'm kind of right back, uh, you know, with the cable of like, well, wh- why am I getting blacked out? I, I don't, I, I don't want to go to the game. I want to watch the game in my home. Is that fine? That's all I want to do. Well, either way, I, I feel like very, very soon somebody's going to win this bidding war and there is going to be an announcement and we might not be happy with the first announcement of like, all right, it's only include this, but I'm telling you, this is a big step in the right direction. And by like three years from now, by three years from now, I feel really good that one of these services will provide kind of what we're looking for at a a la carte sort of purchasing price, which is what we've always begged for through cable is just let me like, it's the only reason you have cable now is for sports. I can't think of any other reason. There's no, there's no other reason. You, every single TV show that airs has an app featured on the channel that you can watch later at any other time, some with commercials, some without. <laughs> it just Sports, there's no way around it. It's going to have commercials. It's going to be live. If we could just stream it on any of these apps, man, that, that, that's the dream. So a little, a little step closer to that. I, I'm getting a little excited about it, although <laughs> tomorrow it may come out that they're like, you know what, we decided to keep everything internally. You know, w- w- They made some offers, and we decided we were just going to force everyone to use the NFL plus app. That is going to be a nightmare. Mike. Would that be, would that be crazy though? I mean, that just seems like, uh, you know, Netflix at first, everyone was just like, sweet. Yeah. We'll just sell you the content. And then they realized Man, Netflix is making a ton of money off of this. And we have this huge library and it's our content. Well, are we letting other people stream our content? Yeah. We are going to bring this in house. And yeah, you know, we are going to be controlling all of our own property. I, I, I could see it going that way. I look maybe maybe there's this is this is way out of my range of expertise here but I just don't think it's as easy to make a streaming app and a streaming service as much as everyone thinks it is and and I think specifically live streaming is is additionally more complicated than the regular just streaming something already pre-uploaded to some server I I, I think this is a little bit more complicated than that but I mean we have the NBA app right NBA League Pass, it, that's available. It's got an app. It works on a whole bunch of different things. But you know what? The app stinks, man. It's just not functional. It doesn't work. It freezes. It's a really unfortunate thing if you ever have yeah. paid for it. It, it. It just doesn't work very fluidly. It, it's it's annoying. You sh- I think the, the biggest flaw in that one is that you have the opportunity to watch a lot of games and being able to switch from one game to another. It's just not easy. And it doesn't work. It takes a long time to load on each one. And it's, it's not as, as easy as switching the channel. Now you can the only way you could ever switch the channel though is if you had the premium cable package with all the extra channels. And that's just that's just not worth paying for. So sure, go ahead, NFL. Make make your NFL app. I, I guarantee I would be shocked if this thing ever makes it over three stars on any app store. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Well, I, I have I have high high expectations and hopes that because you know, this is gonna be the future. I don't know if it's gonna be this year or next year or the year after, but it, it, at some point, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be streaming, just like everything else is. 
All right, Zach, we got about five minutes left here. We could talk hockey, soccer, or Stranger Things. Uh, let's go soccer. All right. I don't know anything about the topic. You got to go with it. <laughs> okay. So if you are interested in going to the World Cup, uh, you definitely want to plan ahead of time. There is a, uh, there's a ban on unmarried fans having sex at the World Cup. This is not just for the World Cup. This is a law that is in Qatar, uh, you know, and they're just wanting to remind people. So it initially came out as, a, you know, no no one-night stands, but it's like, no, no, it's no unmarried unmarried fans. So definitely want to be careful because it's not just that uh, this is a ban and, you know, you'll, hey, you'll get in trouble. Yeah, you get, get out of here. It's seven years in prison. Wow, that's a that's a consequence. I don't make you think twice. That's uh, that, that's so I don't know how you get caught, but if you do get caught, whew, you're you're in big trouble. Uh, yeah, they're definitely uh saying like no exceptions will be made. You're really emphasizing one night stands. Like don't come and say like oh no, it was just like this one time. Like that. nope, nope. You're you're you are going to jail. They also have uh uh public intoxication. I don't know exactly what the penalty is, but uh that's criminalized. So if you, uh, your team, just one big match, one zero, thrilling, thrilling matchup, <laughs> lots of scoring. Whew. Well, you better not be going to the bar looking uh, looking for ladies, and you also better not be drunk out uh, out and about because you're gonna be in trouble for that. Is this the worst? It's just like the worst, the worst thing. Not even like the soccer part of it, because if this had been basketball, I'd be saying the same thing of you couldn't have it at its normal time in the summertime when everybody likes to have it. I think I saw like a joke going around on Facebook, uh, like some British guy that was like, I should have a pint in my hand watching soccer right now. And I'm not because of Qatar is too hot. They're playing between once again, I'm going to mention it between November uh, and December smack dab in the middle of college football, college basketball, NBA and NFL here in America. It's a seven-hour time difference. They did put all of the American uh, games, the first three games on the schedule are out, and they're at 2 o'clock. One's on a Monday. One is on the Friday after uh, after Thanksgiving, so a lot of people have that day off. And then the other one is uh, on a Tuesday. So smack dab in the middle of a work day. So, I mean, the real diehards, you know, take the day off. I mean, for sure. They have March Madness in the, you know, in the middle of the, middle of the day. People take it off. But just – it seems like every time I hear about the World Cup, it gets it gets worse and worse. I don't think any of that's a flaw. They're going to have plenty of viewership. I, I'll be watching. I'll find time to, to watch those games. I, I'm not worried about any of that. Uh, the timing of it would have been fine. It could be out at 2 a.m. in the morning. I would still find a way to find some, some way to watch it. Now, the, the interesting thing about all this is you, I, have, I have so many comments about the sex ban here. Uh I don't know if you ever heard, but uh, there's these rumors of, uh, that go around that you know anytime the Olympics go on, that these little Olympic villages are, you know, quite these socially interactive uh, sexual spots right now. Because I mean, think about it you you get all the best athletes in the world. Now I'm not saying athletic is the most attraction. A lot but, of confidence. You know, a lot a lot of fit people being around a lot of other fit people, and a lot a lot of egos going around here, and you know, a lot of relief being needed. I imagine, and I I have heard stories of it just being. Very fluid in these Olympic villages, and I, I just wonder in the World Cup being such a big deal again with the, you know, a lot, a lot of fit athletes on on both women and and men's here. You know, there's there's just, uh, 
I, I just wonder if this is going to fly. You know, who's going to get in trouble here? Who's the guy selling the uh, the fake marriage certificates right now? Because I think that's that that's kind of the the business I think I'd want to be in here. I'd, I'd want to be in that. And then I'd want to have like on the fly, like uh, proposal rings, just just ready to go here. We're, we're engaged. Is, is, is that cool enough? Like, well, we're, that'd be unmarried. Oh, that, that, it's, it's got to be legit married. It can't even be like we expect to get married. Uh, it says unmarried, uh, unmarried folks. And and then the other thing, I, I mean, how is there not an invasion of privacy of, of like, what are they knocking on doors? Like, Hey, what's going on in there? Dude, it's one of those, the, one of those countries where if you, you kind of take it for granted here in America, the freedoms that we do have and think like, Oh, well you, you can't do that. Right. It's like, no, no, their rules are totally different than the rules that we got. And, uh, are we, they, so they legitimately might be, I don't know. There might be, uh, some sort of, uh, uh, like snitch squad that goes around and just listens or, you know, there might be some sort of like, Hey, if, uh, you know, you let us know about somebody, uh, you know, let, let us know and you get some sort of reward. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to find out, but I mean, seven years in jail, that's a long time. I mean, you see what's going on with, uh, with, with Brittany Griner right now. I mean, totally different, um, crime, but you know, being in Russia and it's not like America can just come and grab you. I mean, Trump was able to grab uh, one of the Ball brothers, was able to save him, but it's not just a, yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, America, uh, we bow down to you. It's uh, tough luck. We yeah. got you. Kind of, kind of wondering. It's scary. I'm kind of wondering if there's a there's a gray area, you know, like it's uh, you know, the hand stuff. Clothes are on. It's uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> Dude, I I would not mess around with it because what oh. It's lesser. Okay, so it's only three years in prison. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah, I want no, no part of this. But you know what? Have fun out there. I, I I'm sure. <laughs> you know, if anything, go go ahead and get married out there while you're there. Just uh, yeah, I think it was the, uh, the 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 barstool guys that uh, were, were joking about it. It's exactly what you said. Of there has to be like a rapid uh, uh, marriage proposal, like, you know, like out in Vegas, and then on like the way out, there has to be like a super quick um, divorce process. Oh man. That's uh, that's an interesting story. It is certainly not the one I thought we would be talking about for the World Cup, but we we will be talking some World Cup stuff. We will have a guest on eventually at some point to hopefully educate us, and we'll laugh at him, and he'll laugh at us, and you know it'll be all right. But I don't know when that's going to happen. It'll probably be one of these slow summer summer pods. But as long as Kyrie Irving's in the news, it feels like we'll always have something to talk about. Yep. Uh, uh, a couple things we didn't get to. Uh, shout out to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we are not a big hockey podcast here but you know that happened it feels like that some some congratulatory congratulations is out there so uh all right anything else you want to add for the people out there yeah i didn't didn't watch a ton of uh ton of ton of the, the hockey especially with the celtics playing so well but i did catch the uh the, the final quarter last night and hockey is just just generally fun and just kind of cool like, especially after watching basketball and how when it's your team how locked in you are you clear your calendar it's super serious, you know. It's it's funny because it's a game; it's supposed to be fun, but you, you take it so seriously. So it was just nice watching other people take it very seriously. And then, too, with it being hockey, when the Avalanche won, I know the uh, the Lightning have won the past two, uh, but like there was no weird feelings that I had. Like this year, obviously, I was disappointed because it was the Warriors. But, you know, in the past year, it's been like, oh well, LeBron won another one, and so now I'm going to hear about LeBron. And you just as soon as whoever wins, where this is just like it's just fun, see people happy. You know, they're celebrating just a good time. And I think that it's just, just cool every once in a while to step away from, like, your main sports, watch a sport you, you really don't understand, and, you know, just, just, just enjoy yourself. 
I, I do think I would have been more of a fan if the Celtics season, uh, if, we, if we just won. I would have been like, oh, more sports? Great. Because we lost, and I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll take a little break on, on, on all of this. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, shout out to them. I, I should watch more hockey. Hockey is a lot more fun. I, I think it's a lot more fun to watch live in person. But you know what? That's an opinion, and uh, shout out to the fans. They're, they showed up. Uh, we'll be back next week. column A, little column B.